Good morning, good morning. Welcome, fashion friends. Lots of fun things to talk about today on Fashion Friday. Let's get right into it. I want to start off with the business of fashion, as I like to call it, or BOF. So Ralph Lauren, one of my favorite brands, has released a collegiate-inspired collection. Ooh, I'm loving the way this is going. Featuring outerwear, tailored suits, dresses, and footwear. It is conceived, designed, and inspired by black creatives and students at historically black colleges from 1920 to 1950. So um, this, I, I mean, Ralph Lauren has always used sort of Ivy League schools as inspo for the brand designs. So this feels very natural, natural progression, um, very in line with the d- brand's DNA. Um, I l- love this idea. I saw a little bit, I saw some photos, still photos of this, and Oh, it just looked like a scene out of a movie. It looked so cool. Um, very sort of 30s and 40s style. Lots of tweed blazers, as you can imagine. Lots of sort of vintage varsity sweaters. Um, so all of the things that are very stu- super, super preppy and um, wonderful. So I would think darker colors. Darker generally. colors, yes, in general. Think mm. sort of almost like English countryside where there's more muted sort of mossy greens and, you know, um, darker browns and really, really rich colors, beautiful. Mm. The collection is available March 29th, so very soon. And it's interesting because this whole collegiate, I mean, collegiate trend has sort of been out there in previous seasons, I feel like it's rolling along and moving forward more and more because I was just on the Banana Republic website the other day. So first of all, here's my take on Banana Republic. Um, For many, many, many years, I did not step foot there. It was okay. You know, it's if you needed cargoes or a white t-shirt or a linen blouse, that's where you went. Okay. At least when I was growing up, that's how it was through the 80s, 90s. Then, you guys like the white shirts. You guys like the white shirts, yes. yes. Yeah. For me, this, these are classic. These are basics. So I really, well, you know, not my thing. Uh, and even when they did that whole, like, very beginning when it was, like, very safari-driven. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So then we get into the 2000s, and it starts to change. And they have different people coming in as creative director. I believe at one point they had Marissa Webb. Um, as creative director, I'm pretty sure I remember that, and it was fabulous. Suddenly, it got that boost, kind of like what J. Crew needed um, from from Jenna Lyons and and got from Jenna Lyons. Um, and I thought, oh, this is great. There was color, there were sequin blouses, but it was sequin blouses to go with your preppy vest, sweater vest, or whatever. Hmm. And it was cargo pants, but done in a satin, you know, and in a bold pink. So it really took a twist. I loved it. So up my street. Um, then that didn't work out for whatever reason. And I felt like the brand then took a dip again. And this is more recent. I would say in the past five, six years. And it really took a dip, in my opinion. I'm sure both financially and I just could see it. I could see the aesthetic was looking like what happens, you know. And it, it's not even like, well, it went back to just basics because I don't think it ever could. Um, it just didn't look, it was very ho-hum. So I stopped shopping there again. I thought, all right, well, I had a brief moment with a brief love affair with Banana, and it's over. <laughs> and then recently, I want to say in the past six months or so, I have an, actually a friend of mine that works in fashion said, have you been into Banana Republic lately? And I said, no, but please tell me it's a good thing. And she said, it's great. 
So once again, I don't know if they're, they're, I thought, is there a collaboration with someone? Is there, are they, I don't know. Nothing that I've heard of. But this is now the, I want to say the third collection they've released, second or third. They have this thing called the Heritage Collection. And it is definitely a higher price point, which I think is very smart. So they still have their regular sort of, you know, I I don't know, I'm guessing, let's say $49 shirt or whatever it be, $39 maybe. Um, And then they've got this elevated collection where if you wanted to add in or layer in some luxury pieces, you could or you could shop the whole collection. And it's fabulous. Mm. And each one is kind of sort of has a bit of a theme. There was the Safari Collection, which I loved. Um, and there's now something that's more of a collegiate collection, which I'm loving. So the Safari collection actually I think is still in stores. It is. And it's definitely still online. There are things like um, rich, rich camel browns mixed with bold, bright yellow. So a suede vest that looked like a fisherman's vest. It had like the big pockets in the front and kind of a slightly oversized, definitely looked masculine, but they made one for women, um, but completely suede, snaps in the front, a little bulky pockets. I would belt it. And actually, that's how they style it on the mannequin in the store, too. Um, Suddenly, it looks super chic, worn with like a silk flowy skirt. Loved it. Um, There were double-breasted blazers. There were wide-leg trousers. There were um, just sort of elevated, I would call it elevated sportswear. So um, it's everyday wear, but it's definitely a little bit more elevated. It's it's, some people might call it dressy. Um, yeah, it could pass for dressy, but um, it definitely, you, it's something you could wear the pants with a t-shirt and sneakers, or you could dress it up and put on a pair of heels and a matching blazer or suit. Um, and then same thing for the men's division. There were beautiful trench coats that had, you know, really nice details, um, really nice sweaters. And the colors, again, there was like this bold yellow, tan, white, um, and then this really bold cobalt blue. So the next collection that I've seen, I was just perusing through last night, was this very collegiate inspired. And I thought, I now I'm seeing this. I feel like this is the one. This is the thing that's now moving us forward. And Banana Republic has um, varsity sweaters. Very classic looking. Like think 30s, 40s. Vars- I always think of Coco Chanel who started, you know, it was based off of her, I think it was her boyfriend's or a men's sweater. She designed some some of her items, some of her pieces were designed from men's varsity sweaters. So, um, yeah, so they've got sweaters. They've got, um, trying to think what else was in the collection, really cool pol- zip, z- half zip polo shirts. So the polo shirt with a zip instead of the buttons. Um, some sweaters, some blazers again. Um, they do have the big, some of them have like a crest on them. It's very collegiate. And some of them have like a BR, which I was like, well, I don't know if I love the BR. It's not my initials. Maybe I would if it were my initials. Um, but it, the font is kind of cool. So um, yeah, it's something worth checking out. So I feel like this is kind of the way we're going. We're going to see more and more brands kind of go forward with a very collegiate inspired and really taking it to the next level, like blazers with a crest. And yeah, it sounds like you're trying to upscale a bit too. Yes, yes, definitely trying to upscale. Move out of a a lower uh, echelon of sales area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At least with, um, I don't know the price points with um, 
the Ralph Lauren, but I'm sure it will be a little bit higher. But the Banana Republic stuff that I'm talking about, these, again, it's specific collections. And if you look on their website, it will say Heritage Collection or what, so far, whatever the, they're calling it. Mm. Um, it's definitely separate. And it's beautiful. The campaign is beautiful, too. The pictures, when you see them, you're like, wow, you kind of want everything. And they show you, you know, men's and women. They, what I love is a lot of the pieces are definitely um gender neutral Mm. so i i mean i shop in men's department anyway for certain pieces but i would certainly wear an oversized cardigan you know men's cardigan i'd buy in a small or a medium and wear it pair it back with you know leather leggings or maybe even a skirt or something or belts it in the middle so um it's what i love it's real. there was a trench coat as a matter of fact I saw, and I thought it was a cobalt blue, and I was like, I wasn't sure. And then I looked at the website, and they had a male model modeling it. He looked fabulous in it. He looked really good. He wore it just over a suit. So, and obviously a trench coat is a piece that really could be, you know, it could be tailored more feminine or masculine, or it just could be kind of right in the middle. Mm. Uh, Let's see. Also in business of fashion, so Vestiaire Collective, if you don't know. This is an app. This is this app on your phone. And it's um, a buying app. So they are buying, it's a Paris-based company, resale company, and they are buying TradeZ, which is also an app and a buying platform. And TradeZ is California-based. It's basically their competitor. So Vestier Collective is, I like to look on Vestier Collective because exactly that. They're Paris-based and they have access, they have sellers from all over the world. TradeZ, I don't know if they they may, but it seems like there's more more U.S. based customers, um, which you know could be what you want or not. But the point is, they'll sort of expand their reach in the U.S. market. Um, basically, Vessier Collective is and Tradesy is like you're selling from peer to peer. So there's no, it's not like you're buying from a consignment store or a boutique. Um, and this is all secondhand. You know, just basically like yeah. Peer to peer. So makes it. Did I not say? I forgot. Sorry. I've, I I always you think, did say peer to peer, but I wasn't sure what that meant necessarily. Yes. So from person For to person, customer to customer, customer so to, to customer. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and then the seller, basically, the seller pays a percentage to the platform, and that's how they make money. Got so it. I list a lot of my things on TradeZ. Um, I had another, I had Depop for a while, but that seemed to fizzle out. I don't know. I think that's bigger in England. I hear a lot of people talking about it in England that mm. they've got stuff. So I took, I don't have anything on Depop anymore, um, but I, I've had stuff in the past. I've sold it on Tradesy. Yeah, so it's person to person as opposed to buying from a, a retail store or a secondhand uh, seller. Um, it, but it is all secondhand things. Sometimes it's consignment. Some of these apps will have separate sections for vintage. And sometimes it's just all together. I know Tradesy, both of these are, it's kind of all together. So you've got to make sure you have an eye. And, um, you know, it's a trusted seller. There's things like that. I believe both of these apps, though, do authenticate. Like if someone's selling a Chanel bag and you think, well, how am I going to know if this is authentic? You know, you really have to be careful. Mm-hmm. I believe that it, over a certain price point, they do authenticate the thing. So if you're selling a bag for $2,000, yeah, that would, you know, they would get it and authenticate it and then send it to you. Um, but again, there's other ways to check. You, you, you're supposed to post lots of pictures. You can ask for the authentic card. You can ask for certain details. Now, yes, all of this can be replicated, and there are a lot of fakes, good fakes out there. Mm. But the more you educate yourself and the more you know, 
the better you're all, you, the better you are, and protected. And um, I believe another way to look is when you're when you're buying, or if you're looking to buy on one of these apps, you can look at the seller's profile, and sometimes you can see they've they've sold, you know. 10,000 items or whatever it is. So that's a good sign that they're a good seller. You can see reviews. You can see all these kinds of things, kind of like eBay, same thing. Hmm. So um, anyway, so Vestier Collective is buying Tradesy, and eventually they will sort of um, combine their their platform. I don't know. I think they'll still call them those. I think they'll sort of maybe combine the sellers is what I'm thinking. They'll call themselves Vesti? No. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Vesti. <laughs> Um, so I'm looking forward to this. I think this is great. I'll, this is what I do. If there's something I want that's kind of hard to find, I'll check Vestier Collective. Because, again, I know that it's kind of more global. And, again, they're Paris-based, so there's more customers coming from Europe. You know, if it's like, um, you know, a, a, a Prada bag, let's say, that's made in Milan. I'm like, oh, well, there might be more customers selling, a, you know, a pre-loved Prada bag on Vestier Collective. So that's kind of how, if, if I've explained it correctly. <laughs> All right. So that's great news. All right. I think we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue talking about the preppy trends because it's definitely on the horizon and you won't want to miss what I have been seeing on the runways. Stay with us on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677 or visit them at adcorpmg.com. AdCorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. Okay, so spring has sprung, at least around here, and I think we've got a couple more days. To the, it's officially spring, but we're calling it spring in here because not only am I dressing spring-like, um, I found myself wearing lots of florals this week. <laughs> um, I feel springy, and spring clothes are out. Spring clothes are even on sale now, by the way. I've been seeing, um, side note, I've noticed at least three different places that have or are having their friends and family sale. This is sort of the time. It's always right around March because this is kind of that inter- kind of the interim of winter, spring, summer. So uh, places like I know Alexis Batard Jewelry Company had theirs. Banana Republic did have theirs, and I believe it just ended, and it was good. It was friends and family 40% off of almost everything. Which is really good. This banana always has sales anyway. Um, I'm sure J. Crew has theirs if they haven't had it already. 
I know Alice and Olivia, a brand I love, they have theirs coming up. So if if you like a certain brand, call the store, go on the website, check, see if they have their friends and family. March is usually the time. It's usually March and right around October that um, brands do this. And again, it's kind of like a little bit of a clear out for spring, summer to come in. Even though we've seen lots of spring clothes are in stores now, they kind of have to get ready for the full-blown sort of spring, summer wear. So having said that, this is what I've been seeing lately, and I think if you want to kind of stay ahead of the trends, you can invest some of these pieces. I feel like the preppy stage is just, um, like I said, ongoing. It's on the horizon. And the accessory du jour, which I am loving, and I feel like this is now the time to do it because I'm not seeing it yet, it's a tie. It's a men's tie for ladies. So adding a tie, I feel like just changes the look completely. And how simple is this? And so, I mean, you've just got to go into your husband or boyfriend's closet or dad's closet and borrow one. (laughs) Um, I've always loved a good androgynous look, and I've always loved um, a masculine and feminine blend. And I feel like, like for me, I love to wear a tie. I do have my own ties, but from there have been times when I've been known to borrow from my husband's closet. And I will always match it, pair it back with something super feminine. So wide leg trousers with a huge platform heel or a long maxi pleated skirt, you know, a blouse, a tie, or maybe a blazer, maybe the blazer is belted. The key is just keep everything else super feminine if you want that masculine feminine look. But you could, you know, kind of layer it around, almost wear it like a necklace and have it loosely. I mean, it's just an accessory. It doesn't really have a purpose. It's not to be, you know, professional looking, although it does upgrade your outfit. So adding the tie, that's the accessory du jour. I would say try it, experiment with it, have fun with it. Um, You know, you could always, I've seen it through belt loops as well and worn as a belt. Um, That's okay if it's done well. Uh, But I kind of like it just around the neck and kind of loose, not up by your neck, not super tight, kind of just loosely, like when gentlemen loosen their tie. I kind of love that. It's great. And by the way, don't be afraid to also layer some necklaces with it if you want to be really sort of... um, a little fashion forward you can do it all right also on the horizon i've been seeing the sporty trend motorcycle jackets are back um they've been cropping up as sort of the sporty trend i want to call it because i've been seeing a lot of um color blocking a lot of sort of retro elements kind of like logos i've seen color blocking that nod to maybe sort of motocross sports um so it's kind of a blend of sporty and preppy i feel like um but more and more i've seen god knows i went through a phase of loving motorcycle jackets of I have literally I have a four foot bar in my closet that is just my collection of leather motorcycle jackets they're all different they're all different colors different some are color blocks some have studs some have embroidered flowers some are plain um but yeah I do have my collection but I never got rid of them because th- those are something I go back to time and time again I always love them so Also, shoe trends. Let's talk about that for a minute. So shoe trends for spring, summer 2022. Transitioning your wardrobe. This is what I think. I think a time like this, if you're trying to start to transition, the easiest way is with shoes. I mean, that's for everybody, right? 
Um, and I think that, you know, first thing, easiest thing is shoes. And I think since it's similar to last year, some of the trends, it's also something that I that I always say would be easy and easy to invest in because shoe trends seem to last do I want to say this? Maybe a little longer than clothing, maybe, but they're kind of starting to catch up with one another. I think because gone are the days where people just sort of get rid of something where for one season. I, I, I mean, unless you're shopping strictly fast fashion, you really should not, you know, and, and hopefully you're not always shopping fast fashion, although, you know, there's nothing wrong with it, but it does have a sort of its place in the fashion world. I think that, um, you know, retro-inspired sneakers, that's a big trend, and that we saw last season as well. Um, And what do I mean by that? Like the Stan Smiths, like the um, classic, I'm thinking, what is it called? It's a Nike. It's very, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. It's very classic Nike sneaker, very flat-looking um, usually nylon, just it's a one single color with the swoosh. And it's, it's not a running shoe. It's not a tennis shoe. It's not an athletic shoe. I can't remember the name of that one. Um, and it almost looks like a Puma. Remember Pumas? Like how they were kind of flat. Anyway. Well, it's, it's funny. I, I, you, you're likening a certain style to a brand. And I've, I, it seems today like every brand has every style. So it's really hard Especially to... with shoes. Yeah. Yes, yes. But this is what popped into my head was the Nike version. And I'm thinking like, yeah, well, Puma has it too. I've seen it with other brands. Um, anyway, very retro-inspired sneakers. Even retro colors. I just saw this the other day. I saw something. It was like a rust color sneaker with a mustard yellow. And I thought, oh, that's very retro-looking. I, I, on TV, watched uh, one of the presenters who was a very tall woman wearing... Old-fashioned, like PF flyers, high tops. Oh, yeah, with a dress, with a dress. And uh, but because she's very tall, I think that's kind of why she went went it with that. Yeah, it has a good look to it, but it doesn't make her any taller. Right, right, right. Like, like high heels would. Yeah, and just and also like Converse. Think of just the plain yes, old Converse. A, yeah. yeah. So this idea. is this is what is coming back. And you're right. Almost every brand has their version of retro (laughs) or platform or whatever it may be. Um, And that leads me to my second one. Second uh, thing on on my shoe trend are clogs. So clogs, I feel like I talk about them every season. (laughs) And um, even Bob knows my love hate with clogs. Love hate because I love them. I look at them. They are 70s for sure, and I love anything 70s inspired. But I always want them to be higher mm-hmm. because – and they're, like, very rounded toe. I usually like a little bit more pointed or squared off. They're just too low. And once I actually wear them and they're on my feet, I don't find them comfortable. <laughs> I find that they're, like, sliding off or they're just not – you know, you can't move quickly in them. But when I look at them, in theory, they're great. I love them. <laughs> Um, but I've seen more clunky, chunky clogs. So if someday I'm going to find the perfect clog, or maybe I'll design it and do a collaboration with someone. There you go. Um, platforms number three on my list. This is no surprise. One of my favorites. Um, and this is because we've seen the big, big designers like Versace, Dolce & Gabbana. Uh, was it Prada? There was there were three that I've seen. Um, yes, Prada Valentino on the runways did huge platforms, like bigger than normal. Even platforms, I would say, even I probably wouldn't wear. I would wear, but I wouldn't get a lot of use out of it. It wouldn't be. I mean, they're huge. We're talking like the platform under your forefoot is probably a good four inches. 
Is this four inches? I don't know. Yeah. Three, pretty four. close. That yeah. looks closer to three, actually. Okay, so, four, so maybe yeah. three inches under the forefoot. And then the heel, as you can imagine, is probably seven or eight. So how do you drive a car with... With those on, I you see, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't have, I don't know if I have platforms that high, but I've got some pretty high platforms, and I find it totally fine. Good, you're just kind of putting your heel on the floor, and then you're just kind of, you know, moving your foot forward. I don't find it difficult. So you just back up the seat a little bit, maybe. If anything, yeah. If anything, yeah. yeah. (laughs) If yeah, Um, no, I've never had had a problem with it. Um, Also on my list are architectural heels. So. Something very fun and dramatic. And I've seen this style shoe, architectural heel. I've seen it many different price points. So meaning like there's um, a few very, very expensive brands out there that are doing this. And then I've seen knockoffs. So I've seen knockoffs at Zara. It's basically a straight, small, skinny. It's a high heel. goes straight down. And then, and then somewhere in the bottom third, it kind of flares out the heel. So oh. and it's got more of like a sharp angle, almost like there's a little triangle at the bottom of the heel. Um, That's what an architectural heel is. Yeah, and then I've also seen things that are more sculpted, where the heel isn't the actual a stem of the heel isn't right under your heel. It's actually moved in a tiny bit. It goes in, oh. which now I've owned a pair of shoes like this. They're not comfortable. It somehow felt weird to mm. me. To me, um, I've also seen that. Actually, I own a pair of boots from a few seasons ago where it was the heel was a chunky heel, but instead of being a straight block heel, it was rounded, almost like the shape of an egg under my yeah. And it was as if it had gotten squashed. Yeah, slightly. and squared off, obviously, so yeah. you can walk. But yeah, as if it's kind of rounded. So mm. that's basically what an architectural heel is. Anything that's very sculptural looking. Okay. I see. And um, you know they're fun. They're dramatic. I think they're interesting. Um, I would say don't spend a lot of money on this one unless you know that's really something you love and you have a few pair and they work for you. Um, Because they can be, you know, when you're playing with a high heel and, you know, generally a high heel obviously has to have, is, is somewhat skinny, even a chunky block heel. But when you start flaring it out at different angles, I get the, here's what I found. When I would cross my feet at, like, at the ankles or I was walking really fast, the inside of the two heels would rub. They oh. would hit because they're flared out. Mm. That's what happened with the boots I own. So I bought these actually four or five years ago, and I remember wearing them to Fashion Week, and, that, and I thought, oh, my God, they keep like rubbing against each other because they're flared out, and I'm not going to walk with my feet wide apart. <laughs> Anyway, and last on my list are bright, bold colors. I've been seeing shoes in, especially high heels, really bold orange, green. I've been seeing neon colored shoes, even in the sneaker world. So lots of color to play That's with. That's what I'd say is Puma's claim to fame right now. Is, the neon. Is the color. The color. They have colors that I don't see on anybody else's products. Is that right? I'd say. Okay. Yeah. We're going to have to check out Puma. Mm-hmm. I actually was on a website yesterday looking at Loewe, which is a designer brand, because there was a woman at the train station that had white sneakers trimmed in neon. So it was just enough neon, and I loved it. I was immediately <laughs> on the train looking it up. Okay, okay, I need to know how much these are and put them on my wish list. I loved it. All right. Well, that'll do it this week for Fashion Friday. Join me next week for more hot topics on 1490 WGCH.
1490 and FM 105.5 WGCH Greenwich. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. A year after raising the alarm on the open southern border, California Republican Representative Kevin McCarthy on One America News says things are getting worse, not better. Because what's happening, not only does he have an open border of President Biden allowing all these people illegally in, we now have fentanyl, enough fentanyl in America to kill every single American seven times over. Former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, after refusing to comply with a subpoena from the January 6th committee, is now facing voter fraud charges in North Carolina. The complaint alleges Mr. Meadows registered to vote in 2020 to an address he never visited. President Biden and China's Xi Jinping are set to speak on Friday. The White House has warned Beijing not to assist Russia's invasion of Ukraine, a claim China denies and will be clarified when the two talk. Thanks for listening and a TGIF to you, my friend. We are USA Radio News. I need four more of the biscuit carnitas, two burnt end platters, three... The Kitchen at Kai's Barbecue is firing on all cylinders. Greg, help me bring this to the pickup counter. He needs food runners who can hit the ground quickly. 86 on the chicken and we're short-staffed. Let's pick it up. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. You've heard us talk about the luxurious Giza Dream sheets for my pillow. Well, now they're on sale at 60% off as low as $39.99. Lots of other overstock items and a free copy of Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds from Crack Addict to CEO? With any 